Well, I can't help but begin with, if Jesus were here doing a healing service during COVID, how many of you would like him to spit on your tongue? <laughs> it's kind of a funny reading, but this, it's ABC. We only get this every three years, so must be the Lord's will. You know, it, it's the only time we, Mark has a lot of detail. He doesn't tell as many stories, but what he does tell, he, it's an, an eyewitness account, obviously. Most likely it's Peter relating it to Mark. That's been the tradition since the early church. And Mark is going to give Jesus' technique for healing. And that's, so that's very interesting because it really is sacramental using physical objects and his hands uh, for healing and, and not just you know saying something, which he obviously can do. So we find Jesus then, uh, he's in the district of Tyre and Sidon. Now, then as now, that's not in Israel. It's on the coast of Israel, right above Israel, excuse me, off the coast of what is now Lebanon. That was a very fortified city before the Romans finally conquered it on an island, and it was almost impregnable. And then I believe that was Tyre, I believe. And then Sidon would have been on the, on the land side. So he was in a pagan area, and he's going to a pagan area, the Decapolis region. I think that's way, Mark's way of pointing out that although Jesus was only coming to the Jews at that point, he spent quite a bit of time in Gentile territory because right after the resurrection of the dead, the church is going to spread out and begin to pull Gentiles like ourselves into it. So uh, Jesus then goes from that place down to what is now over the hills of Lebanon where there's often been fighting these days. There's nobody actually lives there because of that. And then down into Haifa. Now what is now Haifa over here is Mount Carmel. And then he goes from there up to around the Sea of Galilee. So he must have done a lot of work there. Remember Peter's home is there. So they would have stopped in there for rest and refreshment and then kept going until they got to the 10 cities. Decapolis, 10 cities. The Romans set up 10 cities between uh, north of Sea of Galilee, all the way to, to what is now Amman, Jordan, with a name that is very similar to Amman. It's been inhabited for more than 2,000 years. The Romans established that city. And so they, each one was a day's journey. Uh, that's the way the Romans set it up. But they were all pagan. So Jesus would go over there. But by then, there's crowds anyway. We don't know if these are Gentile crowds. The Jews normally wouldn't go there, but they, you know, with him there, they did. So here, it, Abbot Jeremy, when he was my teacher of fundamental theology way back uh, three decades ago, um, he uh, told us that every gospel, if you look for it, it's got the Eucharist in it. So today what we see, so I try to look for that, we have the people, rather than bringing their own need to Jesus, th many of these people are bringing this deaf and speech-impaired man. It's their offertory. They're going to, they, they bring this man to Jesus who maybe didn't know about Jesus. They say, we're going to bring you here. And so then Jesus takes this man and keeps everybody back. This is not going to be a show. I mean, a lot of them are there you know, to, to see something, but he wants privacy. And obviously there were some disciples there. Or we wouldn't have the story. But then he does this very dramatic thing of, looking up to heaven and groaning and spitting on this man's tongue and putting his hands in his ears. Would you like me to demonstrate on somebody? Can I have a... No? Nobody wants to do that? Okay, I, 
I wouldn't either. I would never do that in a healing service. We used to have those here. But he does this because he's God and he's recreating humanity in this image. He's, he's replacing the, the, our deaf ears that can't hear the truth of, of eternal life and what life is really all about. He can't, he's recreating the speech that, is, that we are to use to proclaim the kingdom of God. He doesn't heal. This time he's not healing blindness, but that same thing applies when he heals several blind people in the Gospels. So we have here... Uh, we, as I say, we don't know if it's a Gentile or a Jew. I think that's done on purpose because Jesus really came for all of us. So we too have this, this issue. Uh, I'm going to try this again. I don't know. Uh, some, of my, some of these things backfire, but I'm going to say it anyway. What the heck? If, if I, go, I, I do these, you know, I do a wedding. If, if somebody has a sense of humor, uh, sometimes they get, they get some little uh, things in there. You know, sometimes they'll say, I do. And I'll say, he did. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But, but anyway, uh, you know, there's an affliction that often happens immediately after a wedding. One of the spouses becomes deaf in one ear. And the funny thing about this affliction is it switches ears depending on what side the other, the other side the spouse is on at that time. Good. That worked better than 815. <laughs> I can barely pre preach at 815. I'm so grouchy. But anyway, uh, but, you know, I, that's a joke. But, you know, the truth is, with God, we are selective in our hearing. And, uh, it's not just church teaching, but in everything. We, because we can't hear him. We don't see him. And we don't proclaim him as we ought to. Because we're, let's face it, not only fallen creatures, but we are... Under, we don't have clouds today, but we're under a cloud. We're not permitted to have direct conversation with God. For eternity, we will be with the angels, the saints. Please God, our relatives will have chosen life. And that will be a completely different world, and it will last forever. And that's important to remember in our trials that we have right now. I think, wouldn't you long to have Jesus show up here in, in his human form, to answer questions. We all have a private question to ask him, don't we? I've shown Bill Bill up a lot. I've taken my birthday. I've got, when I was 40, I wanted to find out what, what it'd be like to be uh, that I am. <laughs> and, uh, but he wouldn't answer that question. We have to find out ourselves. He wouldn't answer why do we have COVID, whether masks are important or not, whether vaccines are important. He wouldn't, he wouldn't answer that. He sidestepped every political question that was ever asked him. What he would do is say, use this, use your mind. I gave you a mind to understand. I want you to, through these events and circumstances of your lives, to figure out what God's will is. And what he would say is, this time of life with all that we're going through, and I've said it before, how is your spiritual health? Can you hear me with both ears? What do you say? What comes out of your mouth? See, th these things are what we will be judged on and what would, will be most uh, beneficial to us. One ear, I, these days, you know, I read the news when I'm getting more selective uh, because it's just too irritating, you know, but, but 
but a priest can't not listen to the news because, as Karl Rahner said many years ago, we, when we preach, we have one in one hand the news and the other the Bible and the church. And because this is the way Christ would teach, he used local examples and things that were happening. But he would, he would definitely call us to listen a little better, primarily in the circumstances of life, the time we're in. Each of us is a unique human being that will, in all of the universe, there will never be another one of you or a mission like yours or a path like yours. He speaks differently to each one of us. We all have our certain frequency that we are listening on. We're not God. We can't hear him everywhere. Uh, most of us can't. Uh, it, 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 it should be church teaching in the scriptures and in well-formed conscience and also through life itself God will speak periodically and help us to see what we ought to be doing so this is Jesus is, is really this man is a fill-in for all of humanity every one of us wants to have our speech cured so that we say edifying things and not things that are harmful to ourselves or others, right? And we want to hear, really, the truth of eternal life. I, I think, you know, Jesus sidesteps the, the political, if or, this one isn't political, but, but uh, he is often confronted by, for example, whether the Samaritans or the Jews have the right temple. He just said, you know, neither of these are going to be important. In 40 years, it's all going to be destroyed. He didn't quite say it like that, but, but he would say the temple is really within us. That's the kind of answer he would give. He wants us to spiritualize our life. Our life is really a spiritual journey. Sometimes I think, you know, I'll be honest with you, in the Baker Diocese, the priests retire at my age. But I may be moving to Baker next month, you know. <laughs> but really, you know, I was thinking... Your life is different than mine, but everything I do as a corporal work of mercy, I, I can't think of a better life than one I'm in. Uh, if you, if you have to be called to it, of course, but, but there's only a certain little time that we, can, that we can work for the kingdom of God. And after that, we have, we can reap all, then we reap the fruits of our labors, and that lasts for eternity. So this time, as challenging as it is, in every area, with and the natural disasters are really incredible right now. It's hard to believe there's so much going on. But this is our time. This is our moment. What are we going to do with it? Are we going to hear God in the midst of this? What is he really saying to me? What does he want me to speak and do? He told this man not to say anything, but how can you possibly not, not talk about Christ when the man couldn't speak? He couldn't hear, so naturally he didn't know how to speak. And so when everybody hears him, can tell he can hear and speak, the natural question is, who did this? How can he say any, How could he not talk about Christ? So he, in spite of Jesus' telling him not to, he goes out and proclaims Jesus to everyone. And that's, that also is a sign for us. We all have our own way of proclaiming, and mostly it's through what we don't do as well as what we do. So this, the gospel is really, it's really interesting. And what could go on about, we use a lot of, we use a lot of hand gestures. We use objects, water, not, of course, not spitting on somebody, but water and all the sacraments involve uh, physical things that we do. And so Jesus is inviting us to be like him in the healing sacraments that we have. We thank God for all these instructions and pray that we too can hear with both ears what the Spirit is saying to us.